Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Catholic Spectrum. Each week, I'm your host, Jason Thayer, and each week I talk about topics related to Catholicism, autism advocacy, and pop culture. And today, we're talking about the anti-vaccine movement. When I, before I ever started using the internet, I didn't even know the anti-vaccine movement was a thing. And finding that out was rather surprising. I didn't even find out about it until I started using Facebook and started joining autism groups and saw people sharing threats from anti-vaccine groups that they've spied on. And then people would start laughing at it. And that really disappointed me to find out that there were people who who didn't believe vaccines were a good idea. And that got me started on looking things up about it, because then I started finding out that people thought that they were linked to autism. And the more I found out about it, the more disappointed I got. And I'm going to... I'm not going to give you everything I found out because that would take a long time to do, but I'm going to give you the basics in this. Um, I'm also going to recommend a book called Autism's False Prophets by Paul Offit, I think is his name. Um, it's a really good book about the, about how the movement got started. Paul Offit actually was the guy who helped bring down the person who started the whole thing. There's an old saying that the a lie will reach halfway around the world before the truth can even get its pants on. And we're going to find out about one of the biggest lies ever. So the person to start this thing off is Rosemary Keswick. Rosemary Keswick was a mom who believed that her son was diagnosed knows with autism because she had given the child vaccines. Now, the whole thing started because autism does not manifest all at once when you're born with it. Um, it takes a while to develop. So I think that's what probably led to this whole thing in the first place. Um, and then Dr. Andrew Wakefield found out about it. And I'm not even thinking of calling him a doctor actor that because he doesn't even have his license anymore in the first place um you know the funny thing is vaccines have done a lot of good in our world way back in the 1700s i think it was we had a smallpox outbreak in our country and today thanks to vaccines smallpox is almost unheard of these days same thing with polio, which is another vaccine that's, that was developed way back in the old days. You almost never hear about polio in developed countries like ours. I mean, you may hear about it in some third world country or something like that, but not in places like America. I mean, do we even get polio shots anymore? I'm pretty sure we do as a booster shot when you're a baby, but yeah, I think you do, actually. And then we got chickenpox vaccines, tetanus shots. I have to get every time I step my, I, mean, I have to get every once in a while, especially when I step my foot on something. And of course, there's always those flu shots you get every year. 
And we might be getting a coronavirus vaccine pretty soon, too. Hopefully. So, the, the vaccine that we're talking about today that's linked, that was supposedly linked to autism but isn't, is the MMR vaccine, which stands for measles, mumps, and rubella. Dr. Wakefield, oh great, I did it again. Sorry, it's kind of a habit thing to call someone by their title. Um, anyway, Wakefield wanted to develop a vaccine of his own and saw the competition in that. And he also heard about Rosemary's um, own concerns about her son, and that got him thinking about something he should do. So he started developing tests of his own, and the tests got publicized and everything. And that's how the lie spread. People saw these tests, and they were on children who had developed autism sometime after the vaccines were administered to them. So that's how the whole mess got started. Now, the problem with this sort of thing, the problem with his study is that he left out one key factor, actually two key factors. The first key factor is that correlation and causation are not the same thing. They do not always lead to each other. I mean, look at all your basic superstitions. Just because a black cat crosses your path, and I happen to have a black cat, by the way, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get bad luck. Just because you break a mirror doesn't mean you're going to get seven years bad luck. We all know superstitions start out. And just because someone got vaccines doesn't mean they're going to get autism. In fact, you don't get autism from vaccines. I'm going to keep saying that throughout this episode. Maybe if I drill it in your head, you'll understand. Anyway. A way a no- the way an experiment is normally done is you have one group that answers your question, but you also have another group called your control group. Guess which one Wakefield left out? That's right, the control group. So because he left out the control group, that already leads makes things suspicious, I would think. And actually, he eventually got found out that he left out the control group. And yet, I mean, and that's the second problem with his experiment. And when he got found out, that led to his license being revoked. But that also led to the anti-vaccine movement calling him a hero. I don't know if he still does talks. I've heard he did them for a while. And I've also heard that the anti-vaccine movement found its way to autism hate groups. First, it was Generation Rescue, which, by the way, their website is now down, so I shouldn't even bring them up anymore. That was, they're a group that was founded by Jenny McCarthy, who is a girlfriend to Jim Carrey. And Jenny McCarthy, I think she's a former model or something. I think she's, or something to do with MTV, I'm not sure which. Not a doctor, by the way, that's the important thing. But she had an autistic kid, and that's what she thought gave the, I mean, led to the kid being autistic. 
and she led a whole crusade for years against vaccines. And so did Autism Speaks. For the longest time, they had that listed as one of the causes for autism on their website. They, didn't, they don't have it on there anymore, and I think what caused that to happen is that a few years back, there was a vaccine out. I mean, there was a measles outbreak in California. It got so bad that Disneyland had to close down, just like they had to close it down this year because of the coronavirus. So, as you can see, some prejudice, I mean, some anti-autism groups used it. Um, Autism One also used it. They're the people who started that whole bleach thing too, along with MMS. Autism One also has all kinds of quack cures. They're a whole other topic right there. So. There's that, too. So why does this... Why is the whole anti... Why is the whole anti-vaccine movement such a bad thing? Well, I'll talk about that in my next segment. So why is saying that autism has caused vaccine, vaccine such a problem? Besides the whole not proven by science thing. It's also a problem because it's ableist. Let's say, for the sake of argument, that autism was caused by vaccines. It's not, but let's just say for the sake of argument. When you say that you don't want to give your child a vaccine because you're afraid they'll get autism, you're equating autism with the same diseases that killed people. The whole reason we don't have a vaccine for the common cold is that the common cold has never really killed anyone yet. But measles... Chickenpox, polio, smallpox, those all killed people. We had a whole out, and for the longest time, both Generation Rescue, which no longer exists, and Autism Speaks were saying on their website that autism was caused by vaccines. Autism Speaks eventually backed off. When there was a vaccine, when there was a measles outbreak in California. In fact, that measles outbreak got so bad that Disneyland had to close its doors, just like it did during the pandemic this year. Donald Trump once said the vaccines cause autism in a tweet. He's backed off on that now, too, especially because of the pandemic we currently have. When you are saying that autism is caused by vaccines and you want your child to not receive a vaccine, you are saying that autism is the same as cancer. In fact, Autism Speaks themselves have said so in their brochures and online and in the famous I Am Autism commercial. So, this rhetoric has been used. Autism is not a disease. It is a disability. The difference between the two is clear. Because autism does not cause harm to the individual. The only harm you will ever receive from autism is the harm you have received 
from people who mistreat you, not from the from autism itself. That is the difference between a disease and a disorder. Science has benefited us in many ways. We've gone, a, we've come a long way since the caveman days. We've come a long way since the industrial revolution. And I've often heard anti-vaccine people also bring up that it's I mean, against, I mean, that they're against science because of religion. I really don't have, I really have a problem with this one. I think it probably stems from the whole evolution thing. By the way, Catholics support evolution. I think you can support evolution and still be a Christian. And I've often heard people, including our vice president, say that evolution shouldn't even be caught, taught in schools anymore. At least I think our vice president says it. I'll have to look that up and find out for myself. We have come quite a long way in our society, and we really need to stop equating science as some kind of battle against religion. Science helps us to understand the world in tangible ways, but it will never replace religion, no matter how much atheists try to disagree with that. We will still have religion centuries down the line. It will never replace it. Science was given to us as a gift by God, and science was also used to develop vaccines. I'm not saying that God created vaccines, but I'm saying God gave us the knowledge that led to the creation of the vaccine. So he wanted us to have this information. I was once, I was asked by my mom not too long ago if I would be willing to take the vaccine if, one is, if and when one is developed for the coronavirus. I unhesitantly said yes. And that's because every year I get a flu shot. And I have only gotten the flu once. And I am not looking forward to ever getting it again. Same thing with the coronavirus. I haven't gotten the coronavirus yet and I don't plan on getting it. But since a lot of people out there aren't wearing masks, that's why the death toll is so high, people. I feel I need the extra special protection from all you people out there who aren't wearing masks. Including our president who has now infected several people, including his own press secretary, including his wife, and probably members of his cabinet, and who knows what else in this, in this super spreader rally he's got planned coming up. We need vaccines, people. Our world would have been crippled a long time ago without them. Vaccines do not cause autism. They protect us from diseases that are deadlier than any disability could ever be. I don't know if I'll convince you with this podcast, but I hope I planted a seed at least. This information is not nearly enough to convince you. Like I said, there's a book out there called Autism's False Prophets by Paul Offit that could probably tell you more than I can in this podcast. So I hope I've opened some eyes with what I've said. 
please stop saying that autism is caused by vaccines. It's not. And you're making things worse by saying it is. Not just for people who are autistic, but people who could be saved by the diseases that you're refusing to protect your child from. Herd immunity only works if there is a cure so that the people who can't get vaccines can still be protected. And that's our show. You've been listening to The Catholic Spectrum. You can find past episodes on Apple Podcast, Google, Breaker, CastBox, Radio Public Pocket Cast, Spotify, and TuneIn. Please rate and review this podcast. You can also contact me on Facebook. You can follow me on Amino as Rock Lobster, me as Radical Edward. My email address is radicaleverd at radicaleverdjwt at gmail.com. Next week, well, we're changing things a bit. Originally, I was going to talk about the new nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for next year, but that ceremony's been moved to November, so they're also moving the ballot announcement to next year, to next month as well. So I've decided that I'm going to start a new segment where I talk about some of my favorite albums. It's inspired by the Rolling Stone 500 Greatest Albums list. I'm going to be talking about that a little bit too. So we're going to talk about the first album in my list. And yes, it's going to be a 500 list as well. I'm not revealing that here, but you'll find out what that is next week. Until then, remember everyone, normal is just a setting on the dryer. We don't get to be normal.